Hey, do you have piles? Does your anus smell offensive to others? Boy, do we have the product for you. Try our new peppermint flavoured Anusol and turn that brown upside down. This new double action product will break the curse of piles while also leaving your arse breath smelling minty fresh. Try new peppermint Anusol today. If it ain't Anusol, don't put it up there. Disclaimer, we are not associated with Anusol. Please consult your doctor before putting things up your bum. <laughs> it occurs to me now that all of my scripts so far have been asshole related. I was about to say this a lot. <laughs> Barney loves the asshole. Just loves the ass. Maybe there's something deeper. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Welcome back to Unpaid Overtime. I'm Barney. I'm joined by Lou. Hello. And Rich. Hi, hi. Hello, boys. How's it going? Considerably worse since viewing this movie. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it just seems to have sucked all life out of me, having wasted an hour and 40 minutes of my life. You know, the we- yeah. weather was getting better outside. You know, summer's almost here. And then this. Yeah, it's um, it wasn't it wasn't a great end to the week for any of us, I don't think. Um, so today we're talking about the movie Jujitsu. Uh, I guess it's starring Nicolas Cage. Um, yeah, kind of. I, I mean, a bit of a I stretch. Say, a bit of a stretch to say he's starring in it. He's in it for some of it. <laughs> um, to give a brief synopsis, uh, this is the synopsis that's given for the movie. It's Every six years, an ancient order of jiu-jitsu fighters joins forces to battle a vicious race of alien invaders. But when a celebrated war hero goes down in defeat, the fate of the planet and mankind hangs in the balance. I like that they they describe it as a as a, an alien race, like a race of aliens that comes down. It's just the one dude. It's one. It's one dude. I think. Yeah, it's yeah. one guy um, who's got worse aim than. All of stormtroopers <laughs> combined. Yeah. I mean, can can we talk about that for a moment? I I just think just, at the beginning, yeah. at the beginning of the movie, he um he starts firing all these shuriken things, and well, you don't see it who it's coming from to begin with, but it's you know missing every shot, and the first shot it, that hits that goes into I guess our main protagonist. It does barely any damage, but for some reason, it makes him fall off a cliff for about ten minutes. Yeah, until he eventually lands in the water, and then he wakes up with amnesia. Yeah, because reasons. I mean, he did, he hit his head on the rock, didn't he? Little little head, because yeah, I just love the the pool of blood that comes from the rock. <laughs> yeah, it's, maybe it's a bleeding rock. It wasn't it his is, head at all. It's his head, and it's just this plume of just red that just comes out of the stone that he's just hit his head on. Pretty sure I saw the bottle of tomato ketchup in the corner yeah. that it was coming from. And that was still the most convincing blood yeah. of the movie. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, we got I a- mean the open the opening sequence just in its entirety was just setting this whole film up to fail. Like the asteroid. <laughs> I seem like the opening of the asteroid hurtling through space, I was just like Oh, oh. fuck. 
is, this is this is not going to be good. Yeah, it was really honestly it set the tone with the CGI, I guess, because it was pretty bad CGI. But then there was also some really poor cinematography. The way kind of so say we're we're zooming in from this CGI space. There's a really obvious cut from where it goes from kind of CGI to now we're in a bush <laughs> and now it's now it's moving up and we can see this guy running through the uh, through the forest. It's just it's really bad. It's a bit. It's Straight actually away. abysmal. Yeah. Like the, I, I think the best way I can describe this film. Well, actually, no, I won't even describe it this way because describing it as like a GCSE remake of Predator <laughs> would be an insult to GCSE students everywhere. Do, do you think that the reason that it was so bad from a CGI perspective is because they spent all of their budget on the ten minutes of Nick Cage? Hundred percent, probably. They didn't fucking yeah, spend it on that okay. costume either. <laughs> <laughs> I just went to a charity shop and <laughs> I mean, I, did, I didn't want to touch on the costume just yet, but I'm going to say it. Does anyone else feel like they just raided um, the uh, wardrobe of the Cube? Have you ever watched the Cube? <laughs> the, the old that where they ha- no, no, it's the like the ITV show that was oh, like presented yeah, by yeah, Phil yeah. Schofield, and they had that that person that goes into the Cube to show you how to do the challenges. And it's like make your way across to the other end. Yeah, but it just looked exactly like the costume that the person from the cube would wear, <laughs> but they've just painted it black and given it some fancy rubber vents on its chest. That's right. Yeah, we're talking about Brax, the uh, the antagonist yeah. of this movie, who, yeah, rightly, as Rich said, he's he he's kind of got a knockoff Evil Power Rangers vibe about him. It is genuinely. I I also did that. I looked up Power Rangers outfits for the bad guys because I thought that is exactly what it reminded me of. And it turns out yeah. that the old Power Ranger bad guy outfits are way better than this fucking yeah. thing. Yeah, and they're basically just full body tights. Yeah, and some of them are actually quite cool. <laughs> yeah, um, so that's great. And then we've got Nicolas Cage, who's turned up dressed as Alice Cooper. <laughs> um, he's just going through his dark and gloomy phase <laughs> that we've all been through. Oh, man. Yeah. So, yeah, that whole opener was just a bit of a... A weird one, I guess. At least they paid for a professional illustrator to make it look like a comic book, though, and didn't just like oh, add like God. a cheap Photoshop filter over the top. That was terrible. <laughs> that was so bad. It like, awful. Th- and it happens a few on a few occasions where you've just got these kind of the scene ends and kind of turns illustrated, but it is just this kind of Photoshop filter default settings. Um, Default settings is it's really really bad. I love that when yeah because like also that where they've obviously like posterized the color and at some points it's just they it, yeah it flashes to this comic book style and all the details get removed from that person's face so it's just this like horrendously computerized outline with just a flat yeah. skin tone no eyes no facial fe- no other facial features yeah it's really 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 odd um. But we see plenty of that through the movie, and there's there's quite a lot of cases that look like no care was given. But I guess we'll arrive at at certain points of that. Uh, we wake up so after after the um, after the two thousand and one title se- sequence, we arrive. The this guy's been recovered by uh, by I, I assume a husband and wife uh, who start stitching him up and have. I, I don't know whether to blame the acting, uh, yes. you know, the script writing, or whether it's the really badly designed subtitles. What, the ones that are in um, Vadana? 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's, so like just occasionally, some of it's yellow, some of it's red. <laughs> um, when they say the word tiny, the actual word tiny is tiny. There's more, there was more effort spent on those subtitles than probably... That, that's, that was the VFX budget, blown. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was just... There's some really strange dialogue, um, really odd subtitles, and, and the face acting from our protagonist during this time. <laughs> and actually, through most of the movie, his face so acting... Bad. Honestly, I, I, I... Look, okay, mate, you have amnesia, but every... like. But at the end of every sentence that someone says to him, he like repeats a word and looks confused. So we need to take dog for a walk. Dog, dog, walk. <laughs> That's the constant state of confusion on his face for the whole oh, movie. God, even, even when he's fighting, he, yeah, even when he's fighting, he's just like, "What? How, how am I doing this?" My, especially his character as well, but just generally the voice acting throughout the movie. You can see that some characters have opted for like the the classic GI voice. We're part of the military, so we gotta speak like this. And he's just like, "Oh no, do we we have to take the dog for a walk?" <laughs> yeah. Yes, you do. Oh, I did not know that. <laughs> what is this dog? Oh, what an ancient race has come down. Oh boy. Oh no. Um, there's we we then. Uh, Oh, I found this really odd as well. How um, so? The the older lady who stitched up um, Jake, mm-hmm. uh, the main protagonist, she kind of rode him into this, I guess, temporary military base. Just straight on in. her scooter, and there's just straight in. Like there was all like, no, stop, no, <laughs> don't, don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> and, no, no, and she's no like, wonder. Fuck the, up. <laughs> no wonder like, the bad guy could kill them all so easily. Exactly. No, no I, sort of setup whatsoever. Like, surely, if that was the real American military, she would, she wouldn't have made it. No. Like within a mile, that, she, that ritual she would have been, been blown the shit up. Yeah, rode straight yeah. up to the commander. You right? <laughs> How's it going? <laughs> How did you get here? <laughs> I drove. <laughs> Yeah, with a dead body in the back. <laughs> no questions asked. Um, and then following this, and there was some... So after this, he meets uh, Myra, which uh, which I thought was going to be the um, the love interest. Mm. So nice little twist mm. there that she wasn't. Yeah. Um, I, I don't actually recall what happens to her at the end. Does she just... Uh, no, she takes... She actually gets hit by one of the... Um, Bad guys, badly aimed oh, shots. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. One day we'll remember. Um, yeah, sorry, continue. Uh, yeah, no, I think it's about halfway through, just before Jake meets Nick Cage. She takes one of the stars straight to the heart. Nice. Don't see, don't see her die or anything, but you just assume <laughs> but she, she is. But they just leave her. Like by the end of the movie, she's still alive but bleeding out. Yeah. Well, that's the <laughs> just... great thing because when it happens, Jake falls down a hole, and then he doesn't even mention or ask where she's gone. Yeah. So that's... he falls. He falls down the hole. Obviously, they're running. They're running away together. He falls down the hole, and then just completely forgets that she ever existed. Yeah. I'm gonna be. It's... I'm gonna be totally straight out with you guys. I made it like an hour and 40 into the hour and 45 movie. And so I, that last five minutes, I just, my, I zoned out. <laughs> oh, well, this happened halfway through. So that oh, okay, well. good. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, can we talk about the uh, the CGI blood? We can. That we that we see. I just love that it, every every single hit, no matter where they're hit, there's blood. There's blood. Get punched in the stomach, blood coming yeah. out the mouth. Get kicked somewhere, it's like a puff of dust and smoke. Yeah. Yeah. The same puff but, of dust and smoke that they downloaded yeah, from the same, the same five it's the same pack. stock <laughs> puff of dust, um, and same with like the blood, like uh, like the very first instance. Obviously, I caught it when when Jake is he's kind of within this military base and he's starting to fight people for some reason. Someone puts a hand on him and he just <laughs> goes into fight mode, and uh, and then he kind of does this front flip kick to someone's face and they like, spit this fake CGI blood that just looks like you know he's spat out a melted crayon it's just like perfectly red and solid it's awful it's yeah. so obviously fake and the thing is you can tell as well like we're not uh, we are not being um unreasonably harsh about this movie like some of these things you really could have just spent five extra minutes and they would have looked like half decent yeah there's there's so many of these situations where I, I worry that there's just no kind of quality control. None. You know, any producer or des- uh, or a director worth their salt would have picked out so many of these issues, you know, such as there's a fight scene that comes a little bit later on, and this is where we meet the this Kang character who, when he turns up, for some reason has the whitest eyes ever i don't know if this kind of a filter they've applied but then there's this fight scene where there's lots of really quick camera movement to you know make action look more actiony but there's some strange artifacting going on around the scene like around the around the the visual and i don't know if this is kind of they tried to bump up the frame rate and this is kind of some strange it's caused some strange frame interpolation um because that's usually something you'll see if if they use like ai to double the frame rate or something like that but yeah there's some really strange things going on visually like from a production point of view one of those being the fact that it's not even vertically centered <laughs> i thought my tv was broken i yeah. yeah i was like why is this not in the center of my tv i went into the settings i was like no every time i changed the setting and the ratio aspect the whole thing would change so for yeah. everyone who's mounted their tally on the wall and you feel like you've mounted it a little bit too high this movie is perfect for that like viewing angles are going to be spawned. <laughs> yeah, that's it. So for just for reference, if anyone's not seen it and they're listening to this instead, which we'd probably uh, recommend, uh, there's um, the black bars that are usually at the top and the bottom of a widescreen movie release. The top bar is maybe double the depth of the bottom bar. Yeah, maybe <laughs> yeah. even triple. Maybe yeah. even triple. I think so. it's pretty much touching the bottom of the frame. <laughs> it's pretty much it's pretty much the pictures just sitting on the bottom of the telly. Yeah, I like to imagine it's just like whoever, like whoever uh, put this together, whoever was producing it, they just didn't know how to how to bump that up. <laughs> like, it was an they, intern. It was just like, hey, they, can somebody help me with this? No, sorry, we're all too busy. Honestly, uh, well, this is fine. The way it was made, I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't just get the intern to make. You it. know that it was like a lot, like they had. You know, it was final hour rendering. Like they had that one evening to render it out, <laughs> and that intern sat there all night, and it got to like three a.m. before a six a.m. Netflix release, and it's like seventy percent <laughs> done. And he's just like, ah, oh, shit. <laughs> no one's gonna notice, right? <laughs> um, yeah, that is. It's just, 
it's just a fantastic. I would, I would be very interested to see what the budget was because obviously they got Nick Cage in there, who's known for that, only I mean, doing that, good movies. That was movies. the budget, um, and yeah, the, it was just just so bad. Every like every part of that film was so bad. There was there was a few <laughs> ideas going back to cinematography. I guess we'll touch on this a little bit. There's a few fight scenes where they do they try and well not even just the fight scenes but they try and do some interesting things with the camera uh, and some of them remind me of a bit of um like have you seen crank with jason statham yes yeah some of those bits where they like anchored the camera to someone's face or almost like a gopro s like it's like the yeah. idea that's there is almost good and it could work if the film was slightly you know was tonally different but it's just like someone has just had that idea or seen someone do that and gone, just whack it in, just put it in there. Yeah. Well, some some of them, it's it's all about execution, and some of them look like the actor was literally holding a selfie stick. Mm. Yeah. And like you can kind of see that arm mm-hmm. like pointing out forwards and kind of it moving back on them. So usually, I guess the way to do that is some kind of attached rig. Um, so you know their arms are still free and stuff. But yeah, in this, it looked like they were actually old, holding a selfie stick, and it just didn't. It didn't work. Yeah, I think my favorite camera movement or camera usage was it's a scene towards the end with Tex, who's played by um, Eddie Steeples, and I think he, it's when there's like a, a fight scene going on, and it's literally him running away, but the camera is like f- pointing directly back at his face yeah. with all the action going yeah. on behind him, and it's yeah. literally like. Yeah, <laughs> well, I, I think um, is this another one of those examples when they're showered down with like a thousand shurikens that, d- yeah, that yeah. hit one guy? Yeah, yeah it's exactly <laughs> that. Well, I think this this scene was when he actually managed to find his find his range, wasn't it? Because he seemed to be hitting everyone, yeah. apart from Tex, who managed to yeah. avoid all of them and run away. Yeah, well, also um, in that scene, I think Jake was stood like perfectly still. And everything, and they were all just flying straight past him. So I think that's the secret: is to just stand, stand perfectly still, and he will miss you. It's like a T Rex. If you stand still, they can't. He can't see you. His vision's based on movement. It was like that. That scene, though, like I thought, you can imagine if if there was like a crank. Th- I don't know if they did a crank three actually, but if there was a crank, they did a two. They might have done. I don't know. Maybe they did a three. Crank. Or they were making one. I can't remember. N plus one. If they had that film. Uh, those sort of camera angles would would fit right into that sort of film. Like if if Jason Statham was running through a forest, having his cam having that camera anchored towards him like that, running away and whatever, would look stylistically very good. But in this movie, it's genuinely like it's like spot the director, isn't it? It's like they just gave everyone a go. Yeah. They were just like, I fancy fancy a crack at this scene. What, what do you what, what do you want to do? Um, GoPros on selfie sticks facing the camera. Okay, but we haven't done that throughout the rest of the movie. Yeah, right, that's fine. How long's this scene? Two minutes. Yeah, chuck it in. <laughs> Go for yeah, it. Yeah, why not? This'll work. Yeah, no one no one will notice the, the massive change yeah. of editing style for like this scene. And the the scene where they're fighting in the desert. In fact, we can run in we can we can get to that scene because there's probably a lot to say about it. Um Um, I've got a question which is why does no one else notice this huge fucking comet in the sky? The one that's no, just a mili- PNG that's just <laughs> on the sky. The one they've just downloaded from free PNGs and uh, it's the worst. They just put it on pasted there. it onto the sky. It's so bad. Um, 
but like no one else really addresses it. Like there's the uh, the Asian couple that are trying to give the warning, and they're like, "There's a comet. It's in the sky. If you look up, there's a comet, and this is why you know, it's open this this wormhole for this guy, this alien to walk through and stuff." Uh, you know, Crabman, what's his name? Eddie Eddie Steeples. He um he's like, "Oh, I think he was hit by a comet." She said, yeah. <laughs> and he's translating for her. Um, but surely they would have gone, "Oh." Um, there's a re- there's a big glowing blue comet in the sky. Do you think it's something to do with that? But no one no one else addresses it outside of the uh, the little friendship group. His, but also, it, I was just going to say if there's um, if there's a known alien race thing that's going to come down and every six years when this comet appears and these people know about it, the likelihood is the rest of the world's going to know about it. And we all know what the rest of the world's like when it comes to aliens. So literally everyone would be there to try and get a look at this thing. Yeah. Plus every single military in the whole world would want to try and kill it and then take its equipment and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, it just has no logic. And especially because was it Burma? That, That where they were? Where were they based? No, actually, I can't remember. But that running joke where they—well, I say <laughs> joke—the running device where he can't fucking translate for shit. Just, oh my god, it's just so infuriating. They dragged that joke on for it's the only bit of humour they've got. Minutes and minutes and minutes and minutes, like that whole scene where it's just like, oh, oh he miss, he misheard her again. Ha 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 ha. Yeah, it. They do. They beat that dead horse fucking hell did they do that to the ground but I, I think it's a there's a lot of this which is done wrong because it could almost be that it's so bad it's purposely bad that's what I can't work out but the problem is even if it's purposely bad I don't think it pulls it off like it's no. not it's almost like it's not clever enough. Yeah, it's not clever enough exactly that it's not clever enough to pull off faking being bad it's just a really bad film yeah. Yeah. Agreed. The interrogation scene. Uh, so this is where you first meet who we thought was the love interest, wasn't it? Yep. Yeah. Uh, that scene. Anyone have a fucking clue what was going on? Because he no. was just answering in one word answers that were just repeating what she said. There was that like yeah. scene cut where I couldn't work out whether it was trying to show the passage of time. But essentially the camera cuts closer to him and she's then stood on the other side of him. And then she then stands back on the other side and they're just throwing questions at each other. Like, it just it just doesn't make... It's just fucking terrible. Like, they're, they're both of them are trying to sound super mysterious. And it's just like, you you know why you're here. I, I'm I'm here. But the the army, you know, the, we're the army. Well, I'm army, am I? And it's just, it's just, just fucking shut up, the two of you. You better not be here for the same reason that we're here. Yeah, yeah exactly. Maybe, maybe, maybe I am. And then, uh, yeah. and then they walk out of that interrogation. She's just like, we're, we're the military. We had to know if you were on our side or not. And you're just like, what? Yeah. You don't know that. You fucking got nothing out of him. He said like yeah. seven words. And, and when um, there's another point where one of the other off, uh, one of the other guys in the military is like, um, did you ask him about his tattoo? Yeah. And she's like, no, I'll ask him in a minute. <laughs> but I don't think she does. And I don't think no, it ever doesn't. comes up again. Uh, no. um, Forget about that tattoo. Yeah. Oh, that, I mean, that, they focused on it as well, didn't they? I seem to yeah, recall there was a scene yeah. where they like zoomed in on his tattoo. They but did. Then they it like, never develops into like, anything. Panned across it, 
and they had it in the dialogue. Maybe there was a scene later on where it was used, but it was cut out, and they just forgot to remove it from the earlier reference. But yeah, that was really weird. I enjoy how that whole interrogation sequence finished, because obviously that's where we first see him fighting, and then mm. he gets the old, uh, the old. Uh, she's got the syringe, hasn't she? And she she fools him with the old. I'm going to drop the syringe yeah. into my other hand and then stab you. But then she doesn't actually push the plunger down. No, she literally just stabs him, and then he just passes out. She stabs him right in the fucking stomach, fat. And then, well, if he's got any, and then he just goes, he just drops like a fucking sack of shit straight away. <laughs> Uh, he would have at least had time to drop the nut on her or something. That scene as well, the fact that they're fighting. I mean, to be fair, I, I'm i probably not even going to say that there's a handful of good parts of this movie, but one part that was, you know, moderately entertaining was where he picked up that fucking breeze block thing off the desk where they're fighting on in the in the prison cell and he just fucking smashes that guy in the face with it. Yeah, um, and then there's just the other guard who's just well, apparently these guards are just coming in silently from somewhere, and then there's that other guard and he's just stood there like after having fucking mauled this guy's face, and the guy's just standing there like crouched behind him, just like ready to pounce, but isn't pouncing. <laughs> he's just stood there, and you're like, he's waiting to take his hit. <laughs> yeah. He's waiting for his cue. Um, I've got a note here, and I don't know why I've written this down, but I'm assuming it's because we get hit with a it's classified, <sighs> and then. I don't think we ever find out what it's classified no, about. Yeah, nothing. Or the same yeah. thing about classified. Yeah, like all the military stuff. Like, oh yeah, it's classified. What What's is classified? It? We need to know. But they say classified, yeah. and then they fucking tell him the plan. Yeah, classic. Because it's his plan. Yeah. Yeah. Wait a minute. This is my plan. This is my. Pl- yeah. This is my plan. You forgot You're, the plan. Yeah. Oh my I god. The plan. I've, I forgot you everything. Forgot the <laughs> yeah, the guy with amnesia <laughs> forgot the plan. You fucking dipshit. But it's your plan. Yeah, I know. I, I, but I've forgotten the plan. But it's your plan. Yeah, I know. I know I, I, but I, I've forgotten. I've got amnesia. But, I have amnesia. But, I know you got amnesia, but how could you forget? Dude, that's what amnesia is. But you forgot the plan. Amnesia? Yeah, I forgot everything. <laughs> but plan? it's your plan. <laughs> but my plan. Dog? <laughs> um, um, also, the guy... Sorry, the, just saying about the... Um, one of the warriors. Did you remember like where they, they've left him in the CCTV area? They've left him in the cell. And on the CCTV monitor that Asian guy's face just pops up. It's yes! Like yeah. in. Oh my God. <laughs> and I thought it was like, oh shit, he's like either in the room or something. He's like, nope. Is it foreshadowing? I didn't, nope. it. I didn't even, I noticed it and I wanted to make a note of it, but I didn't because I didn't even know how to write down what happened. And this is um, when we're looking at CCTV of Jake in the interrogation room. And then all of a sudden, just someone's face just kind of fades in, like to like ninety yeah. percent. It's like really yeah, yeah, clear yeah, yeah, on the yeah, screen, yeah. and it's not it's not reflection. Absolutely it just not. kind of it just appears on there. Whose face was that, by the way? I think it was like the army general. Was that uh, Captain Sand? Yeah, um, I just wrote down my note on that point was just menacing face appears. <laughs> Ridiculous. A menacing face appears. Maybe it was meant to be a reflection, but it looked like it was just on the video. Um, so maybe that's just like one uh, of those uh, paranormal activity ghost appears. <laughs> oh man! And two two very general points about the movie as well. Just before we move on, uh, because this scene that they're 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 very prominent uh, is the fact that number one, it's very apparent that ninety to one hundred percent of this movie has been dubbed in pre production, yes. yeah. and yeah. most of it not very well. Um. And they don't time 
the like the foley sounds at all. Like sometimes that people like the actors would kick someone, and there was just nothing, no sound at all. And then sometimes they they punch someone, and it would be delayed. It's just, it's just it's just not good. No. It's the next scene after the interrogation where we first meet Tony Yar. It is, isn't it? Is this That's when he breaks him out? Yes. When, where yes, where the potential love interests? I'm just taking him out for a walk around the army base with no guards. You mean <laughs> you mean the same the same guy who hides behind a group of monks dressed in orange, and he's just crouched behind them dressed fully black and khaki, just like didn't see this guy come in. Did anyone yeah. notice how his weapon is, just looks like a pair of like walking crutches that have been like cut I thought down? They're just, I thought it was just pipe it is. Work it's PVC pipes sink. that have been sprayed silver with cheap spray paint. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to knock. I don't want to knock the guy because he's in some of my favorite martial arts movies ever. Yeah, but why is he in this movie? I was going to say, well, he should have. He should have just backed away. There's a few of those. Like I was, exp- I was surprised to see Frank Grillo in this. Mm. Um, I mean, not surprised in that. Why is he in a bad movie? Because he's he's done a few, but he's he's a very serious like, fighter and martial artist. Um, you know, he's been training Brazilian jiu jitsu for you know, perhaps a couple of decades, and um, and we really don't see him use it at all. Like like his fight scene, which ju- this is jumping forward, his fight scene later on doesn't do it justice at all. Like it's just kind of maybe a couple of punches are thrown and then. And he's stabbed. Spoilers. <laughs> Spoilers. Um, but yeah, this whole scene where he breaks him out. Mm. Um, obviously, let's not forget we're supposed to be on an American military base. Yeah. All of the soldiers come at him with knives. Yes. Why? They've all got guns. The, Just shoot him. And yeah. the, the minute a soldier gets within 100 metres of him with a knife, all the guys below that have got fucking assault rifles... Just stop firing at him. Yeah, like if your yeah. aim is that bad that you can't miss your allies when they're so far fucking east or west of where you're trying to shoot, you just shouldn't fucking be there. None of them should be there, really. I mean, this is this goes back to Barney's analogy about stormtroopers, doesn't it? Yeah. Because it is just like a it's like a scene from Star Wars with the whole seeing bullets whizzing past. <laughs> Oh, and the the bullet whizzing as well. We have to talk about some of the VFX there. It's like just this white rectangle that literally (laughs) goes across the screen probably as quickly as like a bee would. Like you can see it move. Like these bullets. Actually has the same sound effects. I genuinely think a a lot of the CG in this movie and visual effects have come from some free library. 100%. They're just just you know people learning the trade have uploaded their stuff and then they've used it in this movie because it's just so awful and it's so many different styles as well you know you get a style of blood spatter in one scene which is you know just flat red and then you get a style of blood spatter in the next scene which is kind of you know thick 3d blood Mm -hmm. but still looks fake so damn thick um and yeah it's just none of it matches so whether they've used different uh, different visual artists throughout or whether they have just pinched a load of uh, a load of assets which i guess in itself if you want to use use resources that's absolutely fine but at least make them look like 
no, they've come from the same place. Make sure that it looks like matching CG throughout. Yeah, exactly. There's no, there's like no yeah. color grading has happened at all. They've just dropped it in in situ, and it's just so blatantly obvious that no care or attention has gone in to try and make that look like part of the movie. That um that scene in particular, that's that the whole breakout scene. We also just forgot to mention how that all starts. Um, where doesn't one of the guys just gr- like just grab his fist like he's talking with the military people as if he's on their side and then they fucking leg sweep her like the guy comes in <laughs> oh, yeah, leg he sweeps does, her yeah. grabs his hand and goes we gotta go and the american dude's just like cool yeah i'm, I'm on your side <laughs> yeah i don't remember anything but, but i know cool. i'm gonna go i seem like you. i can trust you yeah it's strange um uh, and then I think jumping forward to probably the next the next big fight scene that comes up because we've already talked about uh, introduction of Nicolas Cage uh, and what happens in his in his little hidey hole. Uh, the next big fight we scene we see is between those three guys, the three the three chosen ones or the three jujitsu's, uh, and they're they're fighting Brax, and it's just again it's a really it's a really bad scene like. The, I think, and I've watched probably like, I imagine like you guys as well, I've watched a lot of fighting movies and I really enjoy them. And I think they kind of have to be a bit cheesy and they don't take themselves too seriously, but they're at least done well. They're done in a way that we can enjoy them. Um, You know, sometimes dialogue's a little bit dodgy, the acting's a little bit dodgy, but the fighting is good Mm -hmm. to make up for it. Mm -hmm. You know, you look at movies like Blood and Bone, which absolutely amazing movie, um, uh, acting isn't always on par, but the fighting is really good. It's really well choreographed. The fighting in these scenes are just just awful. Yeah, you know, there's very little actual jujitsu, and what is there is really poor form. So badly choreographed. You know, there's yeah. there's the one guy at one point, uh, the uh, Victor character. He manages to get Brax in an armbar, and then lets it go immediately. And then yeah. the same again. He gets him into a crucifix hold and like lets him go immediately. Uh, and then he got overpowered. Then he dies. <laughs> Brax is so strong. <laughs> Do you, <laughs> did you also after this scene? Um, uh, I can't remember which one of them like had a hole blown in their head. Oh um, yeah. Whether, whether it was Victor oh, yeah. or one of the other ones, there was like a big hole blown in their head. In the next scene, he's dropped like off a cliff at Jake's feet. Nicholas Cage is like. He's just trying to vex you. And then he drops his body in front of him. And then Jake's like, he doesn't have to try or something, something <laughs> ridiculous. Like that. And then <laughs> this dead body has been dropped in front of him. Massive hole in his head. You can see his brain. And he like bends down to check his pulse on his neck. Oh my God. <laughs> Is he Are you alive? okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I'm just lost for words at some of the stuff in this movie. There's no logic behind any of the decisions that were made in making this happen. No. Yeah. I mean, yeah, sorry, I'm just I'm just scrolling through my notes and there's just there's just nothing good in here. I think I wrote a little bit about those camera bits if they'd okay. been in a different movie. But yeah, it's almost like a fighting movie, which like Barney said, those are those are fantastic movies and there's obviously like they usually have uh fighters in there who are acting who have got like tremendous amounts of skill, right? And you and you're really watching some like pros do their stuff and it really highlights the fighting right this movie doesn't focus on the fighting so much it tries to focus on this yeah awful storyline 
it's just a fucking god awful plotline with terrible, terrible actors who also can't fight for shit. Yeah. So it just doesn't Which work is in strange. any plane. Because because the what's really weird is a lot of these actors um, can fight. They're really yeah. good fighters in real life. Um, you know, most of them are professional martial artists, and we just don't see that see it. Yeah. At so all. what happened? Like, um, Nicholas Cage probably has the best <laughs> fight, like from a martial arts perspective. And that's still kind of weak. Can we talk about how when weapons are used, they clearly are using stunt weapons because they haven't. CGI'd over the top of the stunt weapons. Even oh the blade God. that Brax uses, ben. they they, cl- oh, they do oh, yeah. a close up on it. It's not even tapered to a point. It's just a fucking rectangle bar. It's like a support beam. Yeah, I think that's my favourite scene in the whole movie when Nick Cage gets stabbed and then he leans on he his leans katana on his... And, it, and it just bends. bends underneath him. <laughs> it's like, why didn't they even cut that out? <laughs> why didn't they just reshoot it? Yeah, Literally, he, just he like leans. leans on it and it's like, wang. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, how hard would it have been literally just to cut that, cut that half a second out where like he leans on his sword, it bends and it kind of trips him a little bit because it bends. The, mo- the movie's not even in the middle of the screen. I, I don't give them enough credit to be able to do things like cutting things out. I guarantee all of this was done in camera. Like they literally just, yeah. they've just cut like someone, someone, whoever's operating <laughs> that camera recording. is just fucking <laughs> on it and has started and stopped at just the right point and they've just dumped all the files and merged them all into one timeline. <laughs> yeah. That's it. They've just left it, left it as the camera cut. Yeah. It was, this was all one take for the yeah. whole movie. <laughs> Whilst we're talking about weapons, can we just touch upon the tiny arm bow and arrow, which seems to oh be able to God. launch arrows hundreds of feet away? Yeah, um, Ridiculous. Unbelievable. Um, yeah, I was expecting, like, because you look at things like that, and anyone that's used a bow and arrow kind of understands, you don't have to understand the physics, but you understand kind of how it works. And you just see this tiny little bow and arrow coming off a wrist, and she's just, boink! Well, <laughs> and... Yeah, it just shoots like I mean, it goes absolutely mad. But you'll you'll think, "What's this actually going to do?" It's like a little toy bow and arrow. We've all put an elastic band around our forefinger and thumb and fired bottle caps or pencils in a classroom. Yes. That's as that's Shopping as far as pencils. they should go. Imagine those pencils flying, f- fucking hundreds and hundreds of meters. Imagine if that logic was correct and the first time you did it in a classroom between your fingers, the, the pencil just goes straight through somebody. <laughs> Nail the teacher to the whiteboard. <laughs> oh, this movie's just so bad. Um, I didn't even know where we are. Sorry, Barney. Go on. Um, we're somewhere around the fight scene. Uh, so Harrigan's fight scene played by Frank Grillo. Um, and as I've said, as I said previously, he he's a trained fighter, but he just really he wasn't utilized at all. Like it was a really short fight scene before he gets defeated, and there's just absolutely no jujitsu used, um, which is kind of what happens a lot to the movie. It's kind of only jujitsu and name. Do you know what? I really wouldn't be surprised to find out that they got these fighters in, and. They were like, cool, yeah. So, you know, I've got some ideas how we can do this fight scene. And, um, you know, like, I'm going to take this guy, blah, blah, blah. And the director's like, cool, 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 cool. Yeah. No, I was thinking that I, I could give this a go. Like, maybe you just like, wah. Like, you know, like, Poof. yeah. And then, like, get get the guy and like, eh. and the, and the fighters are just like, 
Yeah. Yeah, could could, like, could give that a go. They're like, we can we can fight really well. And he's like, yeah, but I had like I don't know if you've ever watched Power Rangers. <laughs> um so firstly we've got we've got one of the outfits and we've painted it uh kind of you know, grey, black and green. Uh but then also can you fight the same way? We just want it to be different enough that we don't get sued yeah. by uh Saiban, but it's like can you can uh, you like I want you to like throw a punch at that guy, but like fast and the guy's just like right yeah i mean i can do that he's like can you maybe do that a few times and then kick the guy the same punch yeah same punch over and over again yeah. there's a few of those actually there's a few shots which are just re- like reused footage and just to jump back to that the first case of this is that first scene where jake is falling off the cliff and they use like the same oh, scene but three angles and rather than just having it cut neatly so he's falling one angle then it will cut quickly to another angle or whatever i mean it's still too much because it's not that high of a, a drop but it just replays the same couple of seconds so each time you hear him go ah ah uh, yeah. ah <laughs> it starts again and yeah you see him drop once like from I think behind once from the side and then once from underneath the water and um yeah it's just it's really it, do you know what that you just reminded me and I, I can't remember if we've all seen it I've seen it many times um there's a Steven Seagal movie called Kill Switch and mm. there's a specific scene I mean it happens throughout the movie constantly there's a specific scene at the start this is a spoiler by the way for Kill Switch um at the very start of the movie where he kicks a guy out of a window and it's 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 hilariously bad like he kicks the guy out the window and you see the window smash and he falls out and he's like ah and then that loops and repeats from about about probably a good 12 13 times from different angles and then the guy falls out of the building and he's just falling and falling and he just before he hits the ground they loop it again he falls like 30 40 feet and just he's about to hit the pavement you just hear glass smash and he's like ah <laughs> again it's like <laughs> I, I just can't tell i mean I, I feel that addition means that someone was having a bit of fun in the editing suite yeah, i hope it i hope maybe. it's that whereas in this movie no one was having fun doing any part of no it. one was, no one was having fun i don't think they cared they maybe just they already had their money from netflix and there's like should we just let's just make whatever they spend three quid on CGI, <laughs> and then we've got the remaining two million to <laughs> go to the pub to spunk it up the wall. They got a guy to do it on Fiverr, like the whole feature film for six dollars. Yeah. Every yeah, every maybe, but each scene <laughs> was given to a, a different, different person on Fiverr, um, which just is why just so they didn't know that they were creating a feature film. So they yeah. could keep costs. Oh my down. god, this is no, no, it's just one scene. Wait, this is what we're scene. missing. It sound oh wait. If this if this transpires that actually each scene the choreographer the cinematographer and scriptwriter and visual effects artists were all from Fiverr and they were all different people each time this movie <laughs> makes so much sense yeah because you see it all the time on YouTube like oh I made a song on Fiverr and <laughs> yeah. I hired all these different all these different people yeah. I hired a guitarist a drummer a key a, you know pianist yeah. and stuff but um, it's one of those tw- yeah. twenty different artists gave this gave this prompt to go but they did it for the whole fucking movie and they used it yeah. in the final we're, cut. We're going to see it on YouTube in a few weeks, like how I made a Hollywood movie using Fiverr. And Nick Cage. Um, It'll just and, be a full upload of jujitsu. 
Yeah, but you'll see that it's the YouTube video is where the money's being made because the movie's awful. Yeah. But people, I would actually find the YouTube video of that. Like if they did a YouTube video saying, this is how I made a movie for Netflix using Fiverr. And like it was like a 14-year-old. I, <laughs> he, he just got everyone, the director was a 14-year-old that got everyone together um, I using Fiverr. desperately want I, Corridor Crew to do a breakdown yeah. of this movie. Um. But let's, uh, so we're moving on to Nicolas Cage's fight with Brax, which, as I've said before, is a much better fight than a lot of the others put up. Uh, I couldn't help but notice there was a massive rip in the asshole of uh, Nick, Nick Cage's jeans, and uh, <laughs> I can I can definitely relate. It's um, um it's only because he uh, had just blown out all of the fish he'd uh, fush, roasted fush. himself before his fight. <laughs> Oh, yeah, he was complaining about not having any food at the whole movie, wasn't he? Yeah. Mm. I'll, ha- I'll have a meal. Then someone hands him, like, a fucking McDonald's bag in the temple, <laughs> in, like, a sacred temple, and she just hands him, like, a sandwich bag, and he's like, nice. He's Sweet, like, Where thanks. the fuck did you get this sandwich from? <laughs> just rust- just went to the local subway, just around the corner. <laughs> they got a branch out here, specifically for the six-year cycle. Oh, my yeah, God. they open once every six years. Nick Cage is in his Willie Nelson phase, phase at this point as well, isn't he? He's got fucking like red bandana going on. Yeah, I, I wrote down. Looks like he's off to Woodstock. Yeah, <laughs> alien, alien politics five through fifteen. <laughs> fucking hell! Uh, this is a quotable movie, but for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> uh, yeah, the the fight scene, like you say, Bonnie, was quite good. I think probably one of the better ones. Um, apart from the whole bendy sword incident. Yeah, I mean, it, it was a, one of the better fights, but that's the bar isn't high. Unfortunately, it's like if you stack it up to another move, any other fighting movie, it's still pretty poor. Um, but, you know, he did have some jiu-jitsu in there. And I, I don't know, it just seems a weird thing. Like I, I know I'm complaining about lack of use of actual jiu-jitsu, but I don't think it really has a place anyway because there's like swords and shurikens and... Yeah, it's all a bit odd. Um, when Nick Cage is knocked onto the floor, he's knocked down by Brax. Did you notice the part where he, for some reason, points at Brax's dick, and that just and now they're friends and they can start again or something? Because like, who's in a position to just get executed? And he's like, "Hey, penis." And I thought he was pointing at Jake. No, I thought he was pointing at his dick. I mean, well, he, he might have been pointing at Jake through his dick. Um, Maybe. No, it's a classic <laughs> cocks out time Remember out. what I did to this? <laughs> Remember. Don't kill me. <laughs> Remember what we have. No, I, I've seen that a few times, actually. And like, Again, you guys, are, you, you guys follow sort of fighting a lot closer than I do. But in a lot of the fights I've seen, yeah, it's a classic. You, you know, pointing someone's cock. You know, it's, it's yeah. well respected, um, well understood. Sort of, you know, time time out. Give me, give me, give yeah. me two. I won't finish you off. Yeah, that that is yeah. L- literally, yeah, I won't. Don't finish me off, and I'll finish you off. <laughs> release me. Um, release. But I, give I me like a sweet release. I like that. Um, Brax gives Nick Cage the uh, the Bane treatment and snaps his back over his knee. That's oh nice. yeah, it's mm-hmm. always a nice finish. At least he did. At least he then finished him off quite quickly. Yeah, Didn't just let him wriggle around in pain for a bit. Just gave him the old yeah. neck slice. I think that's probably where all the blood budget went. On that, <laughs> it probably was. It's literally the huge spray that comes out of his neck. Do you, do you know what you've just given like me? A, a fountain. Just give me yeah. a great idea. Um, just talking about the the back snap. There's a video in, on YouTube where someone edits the ending 
of Toy Story 3. And I won't spoil anything about Toy Story 3 for people who haven't seen it, but uh, they ed- the, these two sons edit the ending of Toy Story 3 so that it ends at a really um, pivotal sort of danger yes. point. And then they just run the credits. And so their mum just thinks that the movie ends really badly and really sadly. I would love to see a reaction video where someone plays this entire movie for someone telling them it's the new Mortal Kombat movie. <laughs> From what I've heard, it's, it's on par. Oh, no, really? <laughs> Unfortunately. Oh, I mean, no. I don't, I, I don't know if it... Maybe comparatively Mortal Kombat's better, but I have read... I have heard some Surely complaints. it can't be as bad as this. That's a shame, because that... I, yeah, I, I saw that intro. I don't think I've seen a movie this bad. I saw the intro um, scene on YouTube. It looks quite good, but yeah, I guess that's not necessarily representative of a whole hour and a half, I mean, two hours. I mean, it's... Its IMDb score is three times higher, and it's only a six point four. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, but if uh, if you guys want to hear us uh, talk about Mortal Kombat, then get in touch on the on the Insta. Let us know in the comments ab- yeah. somewhere uh, above, below, somewhere. <laughs> Send us wherever a they are in the pigeon. Yeah. Can we can we just talk about Brax's face? Yes, we absolutely <laughs> can do that. Rich. As in, why does it keep occasionally appearing? Why does it keep on occasionally appearing? And why does it look like his face is literally just smushed against his, the glass? His face He's is just flat. like, must be in constant pain. They've used, they've used a artist's impression at a police station of what Brax looks like. And they've just pasted that into the inside of his mask and then gone, right, red, red glowy jelly beans for eyes. He's the least imposing, least threatening. Like, if, if Brax fucking appeared in my living room right now, what what we, I don't know what I do. Point is cocked at the junk. See, yeah, point is point is junk. See if he wants a cup of tea, and then yeah. he just his face would appear. He'd snarl at you a little bit. Yeah, I'd be like, Brax, you want to yeah. watch this fucking terrible movie with me? It's great. Yeah, but it's so strange. I think they would have it would have done more justice if they just kept his face hidden. Yeah, 100%. maybe until the very end, or or just never showed it. But the fact that it just randomly every now and again would just kind of his visor would uncloud up and you could sort of see it for some reason. Uh, that's a really weird choice and it's just, it, it just didn't do anything for no. me. Also, what's in his visor? Like, is it like air? Jizz? Like, what is it? Yeah, it it's like it's, some cloudy liquid. It's, um, isn't it just uh, like cornstarch mixed with blue Powerade? It's fizzy fizz. Yeah. Fizzy, fizzy fizz. fizz. Like to drink carbonated beverages? but wish there weren't as many darn bubbles. Want to drink fizzy, but no likey fizz. <laughs> Why not try no fizzy fizz no? <laughs> Make fizzy less fizz. When fizz gets up the nose and fizz makes people cough, <laughs> that makes sadness. <laughs> That makes for sadness. So why not fizz fizz away and say goodbye fizz with fizzy fizzno is no fizz no more. Fizzy fizzno for no fizz for fizzy and fizz is too much. Fizz. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't prepared for it. Tongue twister <laughs> this early in the morning. <laughs> you fucker. <laughs>
Um, I I think we so we arrive at the at the shrine back at the shrine thing. Hold we up. have oh before we get to that point, up. can we just talk about the fact that obviously in the spoilers, obviously Nick Cage loses his fight, Nick Cage dies, and we then find out that Nick Cage is Jake's dad. To which da, there da, is da. no emotion show. Absolutely none. Uh, don't you know he was your dad? And he's just died. Jake's like, cool. Uh, what are we a, doing now? There's a very brief flashback to him punching Nick. Uh, punching very, hands. very brief. Very brief. And it's like, oh, well, this is this is the emotional payoff, I guess. Yeah. Cool. And uh, anyway, let's get <laughs> yeah. on. I've yeah. never cared less about a moment in a film. They're just like, they're just like, <laughs> he was your dad. I was like, cool. Oh, really? Oh, was he? Oh. Oh, I'm surprised he didn't just go. Dad? Dad? <laughs> it's like, dad. It's just like, like, he was your dad. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. No, that, that bit I remember. Yeah. What's a dad? <laughs> what? It's all, dog. Um, the, also, the, the love interest thing that goes on, right, with that uh, with that woman and where she's taking off his cardigan and putting on a, a uniform or whatever. He's, t- he's not wearing a fucking cardigan. What am I talking about? Fucking- <laughs> <laughs> he's got his granddad cardigan and slippers on. <laughs> Just unbuttons his cardigan and puts on a bulletproof vest. <laughs> then puts wish, his cardigan back on top. I wish he'd been wearing a cardigan. It would have made it so much better. So 85-year-old Jake is wearing a cardigan. It, and she t- it makes sense why he's so confused. <laughs> she, she, she unrobes him. Cardigan. Um, no, but she takes off his whatever the fuck he was wearing before. Just It's just a T-shirt, actually. Like, some, you know, like fucking military, Ke- military Kevlar green. cardigan. Yeah, it's Kevlar cardigan. And... There's that moment. Is that the first? I mean, again, it's very apparent. I wasn't paying much attention at this movie because it was fucking terrible. But it seemed to me that that was the first moment that they ever allude to the fact that there might be a love interest bit there. And I was just like, yeah, also didn't give a shit about that scene. They were just like, oh, she might be interested in him. And I was like, there's been no character development between these two at all. I I think I like the way Jake set this up. So this is Jake in the shrine with uh, with Carmen. And as you said, like there's been nothing between them really until now, uh, you know, up, up till kind of halfway through the movie. I thought his thing was with Myra. Um, but do you like the way? So she was injured, and he was like, "Oh, let me help you." He lifted her up to then sit her down, and he carried her all the way, like maybe one step forward. <laughs> so like he like picked her up and then immediately set her down on top of something. Oh boy, you're so, a lot heavier than I thought you were. <laughs> but like, surely she could have just sat down. <laughs> like, she didn't need to move very far, and she'd walked all the way there anyway. But obviously this guy knows what he's doing, and he's like, this is my chance to get close, get some face time. And uh, and it did. It it worked. So, oh, kudos. They did not get a second opinion on this script. <laughs> no. Is that? I think this is just another thing. They got to the end, and there's like, uh, what's this missing? Oh, I think it needs some romance. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. We, but this is the last. This is probably this is the last scene. Um. So let's just shoehorn some. Let's find a way to shoehorn in some romance. And I mean, I'm not gonna lie. Country. When that first scene where Nick. Cage is fighting Jake with a didgeridoo. Um, I Nick Nick comes out with the line, uh, "Who am I? I'm you." 
and I just genuinely just spent the rest of the movie thinking that it was a fucking time travel thing because I was like oh there's aliens like maybe he is just and when they and because they even called Jake's name and they both looked and I was just like oh cool yeah that's just Jake from the future it's time travel um I'm you in 30 I'm years 30, exactly like the whole the whole scene he's just like I'm you like you're gonna turn into me and it just like and obviously, obviously it now makes sense with the father-son thing but it yeah it was ridiculous because yeah. also in that scene um just going back to that where the fight between Jake and uh Daddy Jake um Big Daddy well, Jake Big Daddy Jake Big, Big Daddy J um J-Dog there were the two lines uh, where he kicks him onto the chair first of all and says that's my favourite chair I knew you'd find it comfortable um <laughs> And then probably the best line <laughs> Nick Cage has ever uttered in a movie uh, where he kicks him onto the piano and then goes, oh, ho, ho, get off my piano. <laughs> it's so honestly the best dialogue of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ho, 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 get off my piano. <laughs> it's just so bad. It's really badly written. Like, surely, like, Nicolas Cage is quite a seasoned act, and there's quite a lot of actors, there's a few actors in this which have been in a lot of big-time movies mm. um, and surely know what good writing is. And they clearly just didn't call out any of the bad writing, or maybe they tried to rely on what's going to happen in post- post-production. Yeah. yeah. I also like that Nick Cage then jumps on the piano later on in that fight scene <laughs> for no reason. Bit. He just literally hops up on it, does a little ting ting tong tong dance, and then jumps off of it. <laughs> little piano solo. I love that. Uh, um, but we're moving. Uh, we're moving into the final fight scene. Uh, we're, uh, we're in the shrine. We've just had this lovely kiss between Jake and Carmen. Brax bursts through the door. He comes in like a wrecking ball and um, fire, fires off dozens of shurikens, which miss everyone. Even though it's a really small room, he misses every single shot. Um, yeah, Stormtrooper style. Came in like Miley. He did. Like Miley. Um, also, just going back to this whole, the, all of the fight scenes, I find that Brax is very selective about when he honours the the rules of hand-to-hand mm. combat. Yeah. Because, like, when he just blasts that guy with a shuriken while he's got him pinned on the floor. Yeah. So- <laughs> or, like, when he just... Also, where the fuck does he pull his sword and spear from? Like, literally, they just appear in midair. Bang! There's my sword. Oh, yeah. Keeps them neatly in his anus. I think he yeah. must do. Also, the amount of continuity errors in this movie like one scene when he's fighting somebody he starts off the fight with his sword and then midway through the fight he's then fighting with a spear just no, no. like what basically I'm surprised he didn't just pull out a gun they, just a glock they just, <laughs> AK-47 just blows everyone away they did like the final fight scene pulls out an RPG they, they, just, they just created a first draft of a movie that they thought could be made and Netflix accidentally uploaded it. Yeah, this isn't the final cut. This is not the final. This is like a demo. Nick Cage's Nick Cage's theatrical the director's cut. <laughs> we've got to wait. We've got to wait a few years for that. Get some outrage going on Twitter. Yeah. So yeah, well, obviously in the final fight scene, and we learn that Brax can't use his thermal vision through fire, and this is the first time. 
in however many thousands of years that this guy's been coming to Earth, this is the first time that they've ever realised this. Yeah, and the thing I find strange about it is how Brax kind of accidentally falls into standing right next to this pit of fire. Um, and rather than taking a step back so he could see again, <laughs> he continued to like look over the fire to let Jake um, kick him in the face and then his, I don't know. Just nothing really came of it. I was like, "Oh, okay. This is his. This is the. This is his weakness. Fires his weakness. This is going to become a big thing. Yeah. This is going to be his Achilles' heel." And then that's just it. And then they just move away from the fire pit and carry on fighting. Carry on fighting. And then the little bow and arrow appears. <laughs> oh my God, no one in this movie is smart. No, especially not the that's- director. <laughs> <and writers>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, obviously the final fight sequence finishes because Carmen blows a hole in Brax's belly mm-hmm. with her little bow and arrow. Then who's the translator oh, dude? Yeah, he rocks just up like, with his Look grenades, what I just found. These two. And then he stuffs him, stuffs him with two grenades, and yeah, then we get stuffed. Yeah, <laughs> and then he gets kicked really hard into the portal. Yeah, and. I don't know about you guys, but for me, the explosion that resulted from two grenades which were embedded in a guy's body, yeah, little bit excessive. It, that and the fact that I, I looked it up and the average fuse time for a grenade is between three and five seconds. Five seconds. And I'm pretty sure they were stood there for about an hour. <laughs> Imagine yeah. Jake went to kick him and then <laughs> and he, he actually exploded. He just blows his, his leg off. <laughs> I would have had so much respect for that movie, yeah, if the final scene was Jake going to do it and just suddenly just like... Jake gets blown to shit and everyone, there's just like entrails everywhere and they're just like yeah. oh my god holy <laughs> shit see Can't, that would have made sense like if if this was like a a, reg, a usual piss take mm. movie you know that kind of seems serious but has undertones of this isn't very serious then he would have blown his foot off and then like Ash versus the Evil Dead style. Yeah. Like there would be a second movie where he comes back and his foot's been replaced by a chainsaw. Yeah. That's- <laughs> they could have, yeah, this could have been a hot shots part trois. But Yeah, I mean yeah. literally they could have turned this franchise into a Sharknado sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Where he just comes back Jiu Jitsu two. And it would have been fun, yeah, Brex. if they'd leaned if they'd leaned the second one would be called Two Jitsu. Two Jitsu. Exactly. Yes! <laughs> if they'd fucking yeah. leaned into it, this movie could have yeah, they could have made this from one of the absolute most fucking garbage trash movies that's ever been made to something mm. that's actually fairly entertaining but hold on why don't we do it oh my oh god shit. I think we'll do a better job should <laughs> should we do it I'm up for doing it we could do it over a weekend let me um let me drop old Nicker Instagram <laughs> DM see if I can get him on board no, no, no. We'll we'll get someone on Fiverr to put Nick Cage in our movie digitally. No, yeah. we could probably have, we could probably afford to get Nick Cage in the movie if uh, if he did if he did this movie he'll do our movie. <laughs> Just, what we could do is we could like um, bring him back from the dead, so he's like reanimated zombie Nick Cage. Mm. Yeah. No, I think he just comes back and we never address that he died in the first movie. <laughs> he's just got a really maybe, flappy bit of maybe, skin on his neck. Maybe where he, he complains every now and again that he's got a bad back, but. It's like, um, doesn't Bill Murray do that in, wasn't there a bit when Bill Murray like tilts his head in Zombieland 2? Or am I making that up? 
I, I think is he, he am I think, yeah, maybe he is in the second yeah, one. Yeah, maybe I think I'm actually thinking of um Nearly Headless Nick. I think you're thinking of yeah. Nearly Headless Nick. Yeah. Um so yeah, that is that is jujitsu in a nutshell. It is, is jujitsu. Look out for two jitsu. They fucking better coming, make that. Coming to a cinema near you. Too fast, in too twenty twenty three. Um oh um, I just remembered it wasn't um Oh, no, yeah, the, the granny with the shotgun as well. She fires a hole. Right. That's like the third time he so, gets off chest, a, a hole fired through his chest. That, I'm waving my hands and gesticulating <laughs> vigorously at this point, right? So that happens after he gets told that he has six seconds to finish him off when he has a mortal injury. And literally, she blows a hole in his chest and Jake just stands there looking at him like... One, two, <laughs> three, four, five, six. Oh, wait, yeah, it's six seconds, but you know, I'll wait until the next time to try and finish him off. Introducing the new and improved Nike Sneakers app. We've taken on board your feedback regarding bots and backdooring and have rolled out new features in this latest update. No longer will you have the anxiety of if you secured the latest pairs. No longer will you have long entry mechanisms to fill in before your raffles. Why, I hear you ask? Because we've just given all pairs to our families to sell on for huge profits. Nike, just go fuck yourself. We are in no way affiliated with Nike, and this advert is entirely false. Wow. Wow. Life-changing. Can't wait for that. That's a product that I would invest in. Just don't forget to use the leverage. (laughs) (laughs) That's the one thing that jiu-jitsu has. Leverage. Leverage. The cage's final words, which never get used. Nobody ever uses the leverage for the rest of the movie. Also, that's the sort of thing that someone would say to you before a fight, and you it would fucking throw you off. You'd be like, "What? Yeah, fucking what? <laughs> leverage? What? Are you asking me to bribe this man? <laughs> let's uh, let's do the thing. Let's do some final thoughts. Um, can we do this one in the style of a barbershop quartet, please? Oh, yeah, okay. I think I think that'd be cool. I'll start us off. Final thoughts. Final thoughts. Final thoughts. Final thoughts. Um, so, yeah, as I've said quite a few times in this uh, in this episode, most fighting movies are usually a bit cheesy and like to poke fun at themselves, but this one just has so many oversights. Um, I, I don't think it falls into any lane. Like, I could see it having some kind of cult following if more care was put into it. Um, You know, the CGI was shit, but almost... The CGI would almost be excusable, um, you know, in a movie that maybe doesn't have a massive budget, which it gives gives that impression. Maybe that's not the case because there are a couple of bigger names in there. But the fact that it was let down even more by the quality. Like there doesn't seem to be any quality control. You know, the, the use of these black, uh, the black bars, which were so far incorrectly aligned uh, There's visual issues that any producer or uh, director that's, you know, well seasoned or knows what they're doing, or at least knows what they should be looking for should have noticed before this went out to a huge platform like Netflix. If this was a straight to DVD thing, then whatever, but this is going out to Netflix. This is going out to the biggest streaming platform in the world. It, it is a straight to DVD thing that accidentally got put on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. it's got Nick Cage in it. Yeah, we'll take yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> maybe they just showed 
they showed the trailer. They must not have even shown the trailer because the trailer was awful. Maybe they just showed a poster and Netflix was like, yeah, yeah, all right, we'll buy it. It's got Nick Cage. It must be good. He makes good decisions. Um, that's that's my final thought. Why are you rating it? You know what? I wasn't I wasn't impressed. Um, this is going to be my first negative rating, uh, and I'm going to give it a two out of sixty nine. Wow! Oof. Jesus, damn, Lou. Um, yeah, like Barney said as well about like with parody movies. Um, like Hot Shots, like Airplane, that, like those that sort of vibe or that sort of tone of movie. There is, despite the whole point of that movie to be make, to make you laugh and to be absurd, there's a lot of effort that goes on behind the scenes, whether it's background props or jokes. There's 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 little things to spot, right? That you know, if if this even was attempting to be uh, a spoof movie, it does it very badly. If it was attempting to be a Hollywood movie, it does it very badly. If it was attempting to be a fighting movie, it does that very badly. Um, this movie is one hour and 45 minutes long. Uh, in that time, you could hold your breath for a minute 105 times in succession. And I would recommend that instead. And this movie's so bad, I'm refusing to give it a rating because I don't want to acknowledge it. I'd I'd actually rather try and hold my breath for the length of the movie. <laughs> at least, than at watch least it we'd again. pass out and wouldn't have to watch the fucking movie. <laughs> the sweet release of death. <laughs> That's probably what Nick Cage thought when he had his death scene written in. He was like, "Thank God." Actually, yeah. Let's let's recommend to our listeners uh, if you do watch this movie. Yeah, like Barney said, let's let's do let's do a thing. Try and hold your breath and see if you can pass out before the movie bores um, the fuck out of you. Let let's not um, let's not cause yeah. something. Try this at home. Uh, please don't listen to Lewis. Definitely try. <laughs> it is we, safe. We don't we don't want the lawsuit. We don't disclaimer. Um, our friend is mentally unstable. Yeah. Okay, um, we're trying to get him help. And <laughs> please don't listen to him. Don't listen to a word he says. I held my I'd, breath one hundred and five times. I might just mute his uh, audio for the, for this whole recording. <laughs> um. So yeah, from my perspective, I think you know you guys have already touched upon everything that I would probably echo. Um, storytelling was terrible. There was no character development. The fight scenes were mediocre. The CGI was awful. Uh, camera work was just abysmal. The different styles that they tried to utilize, it was like they just picked scenes and camera styles from loads of their favorite movies and thought, yeah, we can just throw them all together and mm. it'll it'll definitely work right um so yeah i think yeah it's just a god-awful movie and i wish i hadn't wasted uh my time watching it um so for me i will give it uh probably a two out of one thousand <laughs> nice and that's only because it's got nick cage in it oh, yeah, otherwise fair. it'd be a zero yeah fair just because of the bendy sword incident the, that's the only bit the bendy sword and the piano it. that's it yeah, yeah. That, those are the two points. <laughs> yeah, the two piano. good points. Um, yeah. So there we are. So yeah, all in all, it's a full house of negative reviews. Wow. Yeah. I mean, maybe if you once once we're all allowed to mingle again, uh, maybe you can watch it with your friends if you're absolutely trashed, and you might see some comedy in it. But I think watching it sober and especially. 
I mean, all three of us were trying to pay fairly close attention to details, so we had something to talk about. And it just felt like a really long hour and a half. I'd written to me. more notes on this movie in the first 10 to 15 minutes of it than I have for probably the other movies we've watched combined. Yeah. Yeah. It just yeah, all things, bad. a lot of them are in all caps as well. I was just so angry. And even just talking, even just, I will have flashbacks to the memory of watching this movie and knowing that I could have done literally anything. I could have just sat staring at a blank TV screen and I would have felt more fulfilled yeah. than I do right now. I think the thing is, if this movie was released 20 years ago, yeah, it might have seemed okay. Yeah. Um, although even the the way like yeah, blood CGI doesn't match between scenes, that's still kind of unexcusable. Um, but it, it's a brand new movie that looks outdated. There is yeah. a there is a wave of these types of this types of type of production value though in in newer movies where they desperately try and do everything digitally because they think it saves money. And so it's almost like with a movie, especially with a, like, like a movie that's like this, right? Where it's hand-to-hand combat, it's all this sort of stuff. You'd think that practical effects would be such a huge part of that. Um, and it's just, I just don't understand how no one at these stu- making these movies, maybe, maybe they just don't care, but like there's got to be someone at these studios. These studios aren't just going to be, even if they're a small studio, they're not going to be three people, right? There's going to be a, a, a good number of people that could have had eyes on this and gone, you realise this looks bad, right? Like, you can't put this out. You, you need to hire someone to to fix this shit. It might take them a couple of months or a couple of weeks or whatever it is, but you need to hand this project over to someone just to fucking tidy it up. Yeah, it does. It does. It looks very much a, a first draft. Yeah. You know, it, it's a bit of a rough cut that for some reason made it out maybe i'm looking forward to maybe in like a week a week or so's time the studio acknowledges sorry we released the wrong version <laughs> and maybe like the actual version is spot on and we rewatch it and fall in love with that it. would be uh, i would love that can can i just weigh into this with guess how much budget was for this movie oh no 20 quid <laughs> 25 mil Jesus Christ. Guess how much it took at the box office? Go on. $90,000. Oh, what? Rough. That is rough. I don't know how they... Um, is that counting Netflix uh, figures? Because they might have just done limited screenings. Let's fucking... Uh, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if that does include Netflix figures. No, no. Jiu-Jitsu had a cumulative worldwide gross of $99,924 against its budget of $25 million. Oh, they were so close wow. to 100k as well. That must have been upsetting. <laughs> At least we'll make it to 100k. Oh. Um, I'm just going to see how much... Let's see if I can find out how much Netflix paid. Yeah. I'm, I'm also interested to know how... How movies... How, how Netflix kind of pays for things how it's monetized whether they pay for things up front whether they pay mm. kind of per stream and how they divide that because obviously people don't pay per stream people pay yeah per month i'm i'm streaming. pretty sure it is just they they buy it outright for mm. some and then they just keep whatever you know it's obviously the idea is just to acquire and retain subscribers isn't yeah. it yeah that's it i mean i maybe it does have a bit of a cult following and maybe we might get torn apart for this uh because it was 
trending on Netflix. It was, I mean, when I checked a couple of days ago, it was top 10 movies on Netflix currently. So, yeah, so maybe it does have a bit of a cult following. And, you know, I imagine Nicolas Cage does have that kind of power over a lot of people. He is a, he is a golden god. Um, but it just didn't, it didn't pull it off right. I mean, Looper.com have said... <laughs> They've written an article about jujitsu coming to Netflix, and the title is Nick Cage's Epic Movie is coming to Netflix oh soon. Oh, my God. Maybe they've just paid certain platforms to um, give it positive. I also think that it probably got something to do with the fact Mortal Kombat's come out this weekend, and we can't get it over here in the UK. So people are flocking to watch something similar. Yeah, it is kind of, I guess, tonally, it's a similar sort of thing. But hopefully Mortal Kombat is much, much better. Hopefully so. Um, this is kind of on par, I think, almost with... Uh, have, have you heard of a movie called The Room? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, and maybe that's something we might watch down the line, because I've not seen it yet. <laughs> Please no. <laughs> I've not, not seen it yet, but I've heard it's both awful... Oh, hi, Mark. And, but <laughs> Oh, hi, Mark. Uh, it's like so awful, but so bad it's good. And I, that's, to be honest, I went into this movie thinking it would be that, thinking, okay, the trailer looks pretty bad, and probably it's going to be so bad it's good. And I don't, it just doesn't hit that note. It, you know, I I do like movies that are so bad it's good, but this, yeah, it's just, it's just, it's just badly done. It's just bad. Yeah, it just never gets good. There's a review here. Um, from from Simon Abrams on um, RogerEbert.com and one of the, the final closing remarks is that the makers of Jiu-Jitsu should have gone full Sharknado and admitted that they're banking hard on Cage's Anything Goes image and that is, yeah, like we said, that should, is exactly what they fucking should have done. Yeah. Yeah. It took itself too seriously while being effectively shit. shit well, shit. Yeah. But it could have been more of a parody. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah. There we are. Okay. There we well, are. That's us. We've not gone too long this time. I don't no. think. You know, less than an hour and a half, which is uh, that's that's good going. So if only they. You're uh, welcome. Yeah. If only they'd had the same considerations when making <laughs> jujitsu. Yeah. See, we're thoughtful, unlike them. Mm. Yeah. You're welcome, everybody. Well, we'll see you next week, and uh, have a good one. Goodbye. Enjoy the sunshine. Goodbye, all. Bye-bye.